gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. But what is grief? If not love, persevering. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is our spoilers, one division series review. This is the one... We did something after episode five of this where we called it, they did what in WandaVision? This is going to be a review of the whole series. This is episode 224, and we've got some big shows planned for the next couple of weeks. So if the Great Mo Lightning will allow me, because when we have, when I say we have a guest list coming, we have the <laughs> next six weeks booked for the show. You ready for this? Uh, well, I appreciate you squeezing me in. Go ahead. No, no joke. This is WandaVision had to be done this week because the finale was just last week. Next week, we have Superman on the show. Tyler Hecklin from the new Superman and Lois. Then the week after, Zack Snyder's Justice League is out and we're going to have a full review. Now, that's a four hour movie. <laughs> I don't know how that podcast is going to go because I have four hour podcast review. That might be that, that might be agony. We, I, I don't know that Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm anticipating it. It feels like a giant homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh, and then we have, in no uncertain order, but I think this is the order: Frank Grillo, Crossbones himself from uh, Captain America: Civil War and Winter Soldier, and also Endgame, and he's also in Billions. And he's already recorded. And he's we been in the Frank news this week, too, talking about the Marvel stuff. So you're getting him at a good time. Yes, we got him. And uh, yes, we discussed it. It's already recorded. Then we have Lex Luthor himself. Also, Wally West, The Flash on Justice League, the great Michael Rosenbaum. That's coming up from we're going to talk Smallville. We're going to talk about uh, Justice League and all of that stuff. Since everything's getting a reunion why is there not a Justice League reunion? We're going to find out. And Animation Royalty is coming on this podcast. The great Rob Paulson. Nice. Yakko himself. Yakko Warner himself. And Pinky of Pinky and the Brain. Well uh, as well done. as 700 other animation titles. Nice. Nice. So, yes, it's a packed show. But WandaVision happened. And I like the fact that uh, first of all, thank you for, for coming back to the show. You, sure. you survived the episode 221. That was your Hall of Justice debut. It was close. Uh, when we did that list. That was a was hard close. list. But we got through it. It sounded good. Um, <laughs> it was a lot to get through. but uh, It was a lot we... to get through. I, I felt like by the time we got to 20, I was like, 
keep going. Come on. We and that should it. be the time that we were like getting excited to talk about the movies, right. but it was such a long list. So maybe next time we break it down into parts. That's, that's right. I uh, strategize yeah. exactly. Um, but WandaVision is over and done with. And uh, this was a it was it was epic as most Marvel things these days have been. It was uh, it had grandeur. It had characterization. Mm-hmm. It had incredible performances. It also has question marks and a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of trolling. Just a lot of stuff it just has a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I will, I'm not going to bury the lead. I didn't understand the ending. Okay. The okay. ending is bothering me. And the, it's the very, very ending. It's probably that post credit scene. Okay. In that the cabin. Let's, let's go to right to the end, and we, you know, we'll go to all the highs. Sure. There's so many highs. I mean, uh, the Monica Rambeau character is out of this world. The fact that they tied in a character from Thor, Ant Man, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. all in a TV show is is just amazing. But did we not see in episodes five, six, seven, eight the absolute torture that the residents of Westview? were were in and the agony that they were in and the pain that they were in right wanda did that yes correct and the reality of it is is even if agatha harkness is ultimately the bad guy right and towards the end is pulling wanda's strings doesn't wanda pay for her crimes aren't we in the marvel universe filled with superheroes And if Wanda is the villain and she's walking through Westview and they're all looking at her with just disdain. And she's like, I can't change the way they look at me. No kidding. You kidnapped them. (laughs) That's, that's my, that's my argument against episode nine. I, I love this show, but she should be held more accountable. Or if you, if you, if, if the argument is, she's so powerful that nobody could bring her in then have her be on the run possibly possibly so have monica chasing after her when she flees great thing about this show or maybe the worst part of this show for some fans is the fact that there is so much speculation there's so many different directions any of this could have gone uh, we all had our guesses where things were going to go didn't right. always Mephisto work out. was supposed to be everybody right right exactly the, the rabbit pietro he was he, mephisto was everybody so but you're right about she should pay for the crimes like somebody probably of of uh powered background should be challenging her asking what are you going to do like are you how are you going to make this up to these people how are you going to serve that time and i actually wonder if the end of this the end credit scene from wandavision links back to the end credit scene of Doctor Strange. If you remember back then, Mordo, Carl first, Mordo. The first Doctor Strange movie. Yes. Uh, Carl sure Mordo, end credit scene kind of goes on the dark side. He kind of heel turns where he is seemingly hunting other users of magic and eliminating their power because he thinks it's just too widespread. So I wonder if Mordo is going to be the one to take it upon himself to get Scarlet Witch to uh, answer for her issues. Okay. What, you know, and the, one of the big rumors was a cameo, 
right. there was some big cameo. Yeah. And it turned out Paul Bettany was the cameo. I mm. mean, White Vision was the was was the cameo. The actor that, he look, always that's wanted the to internet. work with. Right, and that's the internet, and the internet's going to be what the internet is. And I'd rather read WandaVision guesses, and and I'd rather read that than all this partisan crap that you see every day on goddamn. I'll agree media. with that. Yeah. So it could be it could be worse. But the question that I that I had was going into nine. I thought there would be some cameo. And my right. guess was Cumberbatch. Right. Because I, I believe- thought they tie it all up. And then what can we do with her? Like, I want a conversation where Monica's like, I don't think she's a, she's bad. She's troubled, but she's not altogether evil. Mm-hmm. And then say, well, what do we do with her? And then somebody say, what could we do with her? She's so stinking powerful. And then Dr. Strange, you know, buzzes in and just says, mm. I got this. And and that to me is more satisfying because she then goes into the movies with this checkered past. Because if you think about it, when she blows up that building in Civil War, Mm -hmm. that was an accident. Right. But she this this isn't an accident. She felt bad. Like she felt bad about the the Sokovian explosion. Correct. This didn't feel as remorseful, which again could go back to the Scarlet Witch power, and you don't know what you've unleashed. Uh, so there, there, there is that fact. I think she's still going to have that checkered past going into whatever movie, regardless if Doctor Strange made an appearance or not. But nobody, at least what we saw, was in a position to be able to stop her. Nobody in the town. Really? Rambo couldn't do it. I mean, well, she right. They're setting up that she's going to go up to space. She's going to be a big part of Captain Marvel too. That's obvious. Right. right. But okay, then get Captain Marvel. She could beat the crap out of Scarlet Witch, couldn't she? Well, and guess- this is exactly what this podcast was never going to be. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch? Whenever there's an issue, just call Captain Marvel. She'll take care of it. But uh, so we have to keep in mind, we got this spread out over the course of over two months, nine weeks of this show. But WandaVision itself only lasted, what was the timeline? Like 10 days or something was supposed to be this whole thing? The, the elapsed time, you mean? Yeah. Right. And, and and then when exactly does it take place after Endgame? I believe like, it's two weeks. It's So it's two weeks after Tony Stark's funeral? Yes. That she's at? Yes. Okay. And 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 I loved and, and kudos to again, there's so many more highs than lows here. Right. Uh right. kudos to episode four when literally out of thin air, Monica Rambeau is brought back to life in the that that is that is um you know the Hulk snapping his mm-hmm. finger, yep. bringing back the the, the people From that the were blip. gone. Yep. Blip, the blip. And and I love the tie-in to Spider-Man because that's where they called it the blip and i thought that was really smart um i love that she's the little girl from captain marvel it made me want to re-watch captain marvel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i have re-watched ultron civil war winter soldier now because now i'm seeing all these promos for falcon and winter soldier i've right, seen, right. seen that i've watched more of the marvel cinematic universe in the last two months <laughs> than i have in weeks in in in, in months and the, the, the so much attention to detail yes oh my god oh my god and, and there's so many nods i mean like you've collected the comics and the graphic novels and all that so you know you know what's an homage to uh to you know the pen to paper 
I love like the commercials. The very first commercial was for a toaster. And that was her nickname for vision in the comics, like little things like that. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and stuff, some of the stuff you knew and some of the stuff you didn't, you Mm -hmm. know, when I say you, it's ustedes, you know, the, 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 the collective you it's not right just yeah because i'm not very smart or so me, i know you're not talking to me yeah. no no <laughs> but but people listening like some of you will say yeah i remembered that i got that or i read that after mm-hmm. which there's no harm in that listen i make full announcement i didn't know who the kid at tony stark's funeral was until i found out that was the kid from iron man 3 right right yeah i, <laughs> I was like no freaking way i would yeah you give me a hundred guesses people. i wouldn't have guessed that yeah puberty is a big thing yeah <laughs> that that I had no idea. The baby <laughs> pictures of Elizabeth Olsen in the in the in the you know to be like Full House. Well, that like was the John so Stamos genius. picture that he posted. Yeah. Oh, that was so genius. I mean, the, the, and the music is done by the same people who did Frozen. And okay. it feel and it feels like that because mm-hmm. the thing about Frozen, and and I say this to the parents that saw it and loved it before the seventy seventh viewing. Because <laughs> when I think no, of these I don't want to build a snowman. Well, you know, I had to re- remove myself from Frozen. There was a stretch where I saw Frozen six times a week. Sure, sure. Because that's what kids did, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so Frozen has that epic theatrical feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it really did it that that music. Like I thought, the closing credits music was epic. Mm-hmm. The opening yes. themes were epic, um, but I want to play something real quick on this. This is um, this is a clip of Agatha All Along, which became <laughs> the hottest selling song. And did you see Catherine Hahn is hysterical? She says only Cardi B can stop this song. Who's <laughs> <laughs> been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling every? So answer me this. Um, what how many strings is Agatha Harkness pulling? Because she encounters Wanda. Mm-hmm. So it, it, make sure I'm I'm saying this right. If I you know if I'm wrong, Wanda s- creates this world in in the epitome of grief. Sure, yes, right. She goes to steal the uh, the uh, Vision's body, not to steal. She wants Vision's body. Yeah. They don't yeah. give it to her, even though Hayward, who's a scumbag, mm-hmm. he um he lied and said that she stole it. She didn't, and she finds this deed, which I don't know how she got that deed. And I yeah. love that she where what car was she renting? That was so random. I I wondered that too. Yeah, yeah. And then. She gets to New Jersey, which shout out to New Jersey, the Garden State. That's, that's eh. wonderful. Eh. I mean, Endgame took place in New Jersey, too, just so we know. Eh. There were two Infinity Stones in New Jersey. Eh. Go Devils. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, but she creates this in grief. And we'll talk about that amazing line uh, that Vision has. And I, I'll, there's a yep. story yep. I heard about it okay. uh, about grief. But she's in despair, right? And she's mm-hmm. had an awful life. I mean, she, she, her parents are killed. She's tortured. She gets these powers. She doesn't know how to control them. She's, uh, at, you know, her, her whole life is against Tony Stark. And then she goes against the Avengers, then joins the Avengers, meets this character who is probably more human than any of the humans. 
Watches uh, her brother die. Watches her, oh, watches her brother die. I mean, just an awful life. I mean, this mm-hmm. girl, she cries like so much, rightfully so. Right. And she sits there and she's on her knees. And I, I mean, first of all, Elizabeth Olsen, just give her an award, please. Oh, yes, absolutely. Her and Catherine Hahn. So Catherine Hahn supporting uh, Elizabeth Olsen. They, they, I, I, superhero, shoe mover hero. Like, I, I want these two to get Emmys. I would, I would put Bettany. I'd put Paul Bettany in that conversation He's great too. too. He, amazing, amazing. When he sits there and he says, "Can you explain what what is going on here? What did you do?" And I love the line when they're in their little Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. When he says, "Well, this was the only outfit in my closet." <laughs> you do love your Mexican wrestling, <laughs> right? Right. That was weird. The the, the pregnancy episode was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, the, the pool when they go with the magic show in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, a shout out to Kevin Smith, uh, who's been on this podcast before. Hold on. Uh, Kevin Smith is episode 182. Uh, he's been on and he's he does his uh, fat man show. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's, it's great. It's must listen. It, you know, it used to be at a bar at our guy, uh, mm-hmm. JC, who's our Star Wars uh, insider who was your backup, by the way, if you couldn't do this show. Uh, JC. Suck it back up. J- JC, who's a great guy, a longtime friend. And um, uh, they usually do it from JC's bar. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it on Zoom or, you know, they do it live. They record their podcast live. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It has an audience with a, with a, they take chat questions and such like that. Yep. No, we are never doing the Hall of Justice like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it live, but that's just me. But. Uh, they had Matt Shakeman. Matt, Matt Shakeman. Shakeweight? Nope, nope. Shakeman. S-H-A-K-M-A-N. And th- th- this guy has a fascinating story. He was a child actor. <clears throat> he was on Growing Pains. He was on The uh, Facts of Life. Okay. He was a kid who was on all these shows. He was one of the finalists who lost to Gosseler on Saved by the Bell. I didn't know how, any of this. How how <laughs> things would have uh, changed for him should should he have gotten uh, right? Zach? And he's directed so many things. He directed Billions. He directed Game of Thrones. Uh, just certain episodes. He mm. he's done whole seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a classic show that I love. One of my all time favorites. Um, I mean, it, it, this guy has an incredible, credible uh, resume, but he did say that part of WandaVision was altered by the pandemic, and here's okay. how. Number one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first. Mm-hmm. And I think the frustration that people had, and I tweeted about it, um, I didn't like, I didn't understand the first two episodes, and I didn't understand why I was invested in this. <laughs> and I was only watching it because I was loyal to all the other things. Okay. But Sh- Shakeman, I think Shakeman is his name, he told Kevin Smith that originally it was going to be the first three episodes in one week. Okay. All right. And if you see all that, it, it processes like Mm -hmm. you're left wanting more because the end of episode three, you're like, wait a minute, you're starting to see the end. And Mm -hmm. four is the Monica comes back from the blip. Right. And it's, and you're introduced Kat Dennings character. Right. Can you imagine if that's week two? You know, 
very different. I, very different. You're absolutely right. I liked the first couple episodes. I liked waiting. Uh, obviously, we knew something was off. We knew Vision's not supposed to be alive. So I knew there was something coming. I knew there was going to be more coming. But I was, I like taking the time to appreciate the Dick Van Dyke show and the Mary Tyler Moore. And I appreciated the full house and watching all these sitcoms and and people say it's not very funny they were very true to the humor no, they were very, i thought it was it, i thought it was dead on right it, it that wasn't my complaint my complaint was i wanted some kind of a setup i wanted some kind of a teaser just try to explain even if uh, um you get just the wanda stuff mm. to the point you don't even have to see her create the world but let wanda go to sword not know who Hayward is. Let no. Wanda go to Sword and try no. to get his body, and then somehow get to the point of where now suddenly they're in this thing. No, I like that they didn't put all the answers in front of us right away. I like that you kind of had to put some time in and see where they were going. And I know that drove a lot of people crazy, but you know, patience to me paid off in this series. And I like how it was almost like a memento sort of situation where they kind of not really started at the end, but you had to piece things moving forward while going backward. And I don't know. I liked it. Like Tarantino would do something like this, would give you a couple chapters of a movie and then rewind and let you see what happened. So I like it. I think we're just not used to it in superhero form. Correct. Correct. And I think, again, this is where the pandemic comes into it, because if Falcon and Winter Soldier had been seen first, mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier it doesn't seem like it's a murder mystery. It's uh, it's a, <laughs> it's going to be an action spy espionage kind of show, and it's going to be like Winter Soldier. Rewatch Winter Soldier. The only thing about Winter Soldier that I noticed that I hadn't noticed the first time is, God, there's a lot of guns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Constant bullets. And it's not a movie you can put on at night to fall asleep to. <laughs> that's good to know that's good to know all right really there, nothing on rank plus system. i could do that we should do that we should rank all the marvel movies and how easy it is to fall asleep to fall asleep to them oh i yeah. well i know the movie i could fall asleep. I, iron man 3 to me is one of the worst comic book <laughs> movies ever made it'd be thor the dark world for me i i it's it's up there but i i think iron man 3 when the mandarin comes out of the bathroom and i went what the what <laughs> we we covered that briefly in the uh I the told, and i told you the there. story i told i told you the story then when i was in new york city at a marvel screening mm -hmm. and i walked out and people from marvel my wife's former co-workers look executives with marvel just go hold off on the podcast at least until next week i don't <laughs> want to hear it and they, i didn't have to say a word and they knew i was gonna hate on that movie oh you're kind of grumpy sometimes though it's well, that's not grumpy. That is that movie just blew. Um, and you're grumpy too. This, uh, this did not. This, this, this was so satisfying in that it pays off as the mystery deepens. Because mm -hmm. then when they start giving you a little, they don't tell you everything and you're not expecting. Uh, you mentioned Paul Bettany, the scene. I don't remember the episode. I think it was six where he tries to leave mm -hmm. and he's literally falling apart. Yeah. Being torn apart. Yeah. And he's not saying, help me. Mm -hmm. He says, save the people. That's a superhero. Oh yeah. That's why yeah. you go back to age of Ultron. He's picking up Thor's hammer like nothing. When right. everybody else had that competition ahead of time. 
and nobody could do it. So right. uh, remember that old scene when they're all trying mm-hmm. to lift the hammer? Yeah. Yeah. And that I, pays off in Endgame when Captain America can lift it. Right. Exactly. No, I I, I love the approach to this. I like, uh, you know, that they did the slow burn. Everything paid off. I am curious now if this is actually the creativity behind this one and the mystery behind this one. If it's actually going to harm certain shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier moving forward that I, I'm willing to bet we haven't seen it yet. I'm willing to bet this next series is a little bit more straightforward. Well, right. And, and so the argument is... If you've just seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, don't forget, you've also should have seen when these are conceived Mm -hmm. uh, Black Widow. Right. Yeah. And you may have seen Eternals, which we don't know if that ties in in any way. That's true. And we don't know. And you don't know if they had to alter it. You know, Matt Shackman, Shakeman, Shackman did say (laughs) that they were working on it up until like release. Yeah. Eventually, at one point, Disney Plus was like, if we're uploading this to our servers, you've got to send it to us now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and they kept changing and changing and changing and changing. Uh, what did you make of uh, the fake Quicksilver being the guy from the X-Men films as a just an obvious red herring? I, I, I love but that. But you didn't it know just... it then and you fell for it because we all did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I certainly got my hopes up on that one. Uh, you that, thought like Xavier was next, right? Yeah, maybe not Xavier. I don't know. Depends on which actor they would bring in as Xavier. I thought but... it was going to be Fastbender. That was my first guess before Cumberbatch. It was Fastbender. Okay. You thought, thought yeah, you know, Magneto, Magneto. You thought Daddy was coming home. I thought it was going to be yeah, an "I'm your father" moment. Yeah, because she think finds out the Maximoffs adopted her. I think the Quicksilver, the Ralph, uh, what, what's what's his Boner. last name? boner which is an homage to growing pains yep. uh and which matt shakman was in yeah boner uh so so right, the, the ralph boner, boner review i think disappointed a lot of people but i think it that's the prime example of the trolling of this show that marvel went above and beyond to kind of let us know we appreciate your your expectations we appreciate your passion and creativity for these projects but hey sit back and enjoy the show a little bit because things aren't going to go where you want. And I think this Quicksilver was the ultimate trolling of that to get our hopes up just to show, hey, we're still in control here. We're Marvel. Right. Um, Matt Shakeman said that um, they could have easily gotten the original Pietro. Mm-hmm. Um, but the argument against it is there's only one person she created at first before the children, and mm-hmm. that's Vision. And everyone else was somebody she kidnapped, in essence. Who was already in the town, yeah. Who was in the town, but she kidnapped them. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I cannot get off that. She she kidnapped those people. Um, but then did she create another person? And then why was he not in it in the beginning? If she could create her love, why would she not create her brother? Why wouldn't she create her parents, too? That it, it it there there were limits to what she was ga- gaining for, yeah. And that the reality that. of it is, is the Evan Peters part is sh- that's manipulated by Agatha, mm-hmm. correct? Like yes, yes, or at least like, the character. Wanda didn't cre- yeah. Wanda didn't recast Pietro like uh, Darcy says. Right. I I'm curious, and if this is something that maybe gets explored more moving forward that again this was two weeks after endgame so maybe the vision was still in her mind 
rather than, okay, I need to bring my parents back. I need to bring my brother back. Right. Uh, and even then, I was wondering, where's the Hawkeye stuff? Because when you look at Scarlet Witch's progression before WandaVision, Hawkeye was pretty much the mentor yep. uh, throughout all in of Ultron this. and in Civil War. Yeah. So we didn't get all of the other characters that, that she loved or, or lost. So I am curious to see if there's a reason or if it's just as simple as he was the latest one. It was still fresh and new in her mind. And that's how it went down. You know, you bring up Hawkeye, and that's that's another example of a guy who goes to a really dark place mm-hmm. in Endgame yeah. and never pays for his crimes. Now, you could argue that there was no time and that he had to be part of the solution because they needed to de- defeat Thanos. See, if Thanos is still out there, I'm not worried about Wanda k- kidnapping the people of Westview. Right. But, but that's past. And so that's why... She she has to pay for it. That, that to me, that's a big I, misnomer. There, I think it will. She has again, to pay for those crimes. The actual the the amount of time that WandaVision took place in was a considerably shorter than what it was for us watching it. So I'm thinking there's probably a lot of heroes, a lot of characters that weren't aware this was even going down. Uh, and then who knows, Captain Marvel could be halfway across the universe at this point. Right. So, so I'm wondering if that will be explained like, like in uh, Spider-Man far from home, you know, he's like, Oh, well, there's this big threat. Why can't you get Dr. Strange? Why can't you get Captain right. Marvel? Well, that right. That's my whole agents of shield argument. That's my DC uh, CW verse yeah. argument. Like where, where are the, like my argument for the DC stuff was always the first few seasons of the flash I wasn't wondering where Arrow is and and mm-hmm. and all the other guys, but towards the end, it like the stakes get too high. Once they Agent- introduce them and then start going back to the well too often, yeah. Right, Agents of Shield, like uh, where where are they? You know, mm-hmm. like w- call Tony. W- w- what are you doing? You know, I never I never understood that. Um, yes, I, I I I can I can see where that's going. I I thought, you know, what part of this is is Wanda and does Wanda become aware that things are happening that she's not creating. So like she didn't create the dog. Right. Agatha created the dog. Mm-hmm. She was right? surprised. I mean, so, she so was she surprised. she's like, these. she's like, wow, where'd this come from? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the mystery. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. We didn't get the, the revived zombie dog in the show but that's that's not a nitpick that's just me being a comic nerd did you see um did you think that she orchestrated um vision's boss choking in episode one i think so i i think she did i think it all because he's at he starts inquiring and where is he getting the free will to start questioning why they're not there why don't they have Mm. children yeah like where was that now i think I, I think she was trying to create, you know, obviously recreate the happy moments from her childhood, sitting on the couch, watching the TV, the old sitcoms, and she was still new to it. I, I think she was causing it, but not controlling all of it, not understanding how it all works. So when the character did go off script, then she realized, oh, I can control this, made him start choking, you know, when the uh the sword member the beehive you know the beekeeper that comes up through the sewer 
yeah. no and she rewinds everything she rewinds. like yeah once she realizes she's got powers that was actually the end of it for her that was the beginning of the end because it all started unraveling when she realized that, so that's where right yeah. so that's where agatha starts to say okay i gotta manipulate this more i think so i think yeah yeah we did saw agatha, agatha age on. up the kids what's that did agatha age up the kids like no. as a way to get them to stop crying make them three or whatever it was Maybe I, mean, I, I, I never even I really know. thought about that. I just assumed the kids could do it, but maybe not. Maybe that was Agatha. You're right. And, you know, and it seemed like the kids went from five to 10 mm -hmm. because she says, you know, you're not old enough to ho have a dog, but now we are. I also, and I wondered if that was a part of the, the classic sitcom trope where you would age some of the kids just for the sake of storylines or, Hey, we got this really great idea. Let's move them past high school and straight to college, you know? So I just thought it was them mocking sitcoms, aging kids. Um, the decision to have all those extra characters from, but not just introduce a bunch of new characters, like bring in Darcy and mm -hmm. bring in um, uh, uh, Monica and bring in Agent 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 Wu, Wu from yeah. Ant-Man and you see them. And I, I just, that has a very um, defenders feel. Okay. Like I loved in Jessica Jones when she saw Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, has one of the greatest non-pornographic sex scenes in the history of the earth <laughs> when right. she meets. But the reality of it is, is like, I liked the references. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a little teaser for next week. I say to Tyler Hecklin, you know, because of COVID, they can't do crossovers on right, the CW. Sure. Yeah. I said, could you text Supergirl? <laughs> I mean, it was her show for such a long time. Could you just, could you, could you call her on the phone? Do yeah. a Zoom call with her. Yeah, yeah, right. Get with the times, superheroes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and and it was weird because this week in uh, uh, Black Lightning, and we'll do full reviews for all these shows. But in Black Lightning, they needed some device to help one of his daughters, mm -hmm. and it's in Central City. And he goes, "I know how we can get it really fast." Uh -huh. And like, wink, wink. And I was like, "Right on, right on." <laughs> Is Catherine Hahn dictating that too? I like that. No, I, I think it's great. It, it brings the world closer, the world of Marvel, to be able to see the character, especially when there is follow-up. Like Darcy now had the uh, the certificate, the, the degree that she was going for. Agent yep. Wu now being able to master the art of magic. I mean, yeah, you know, hand-eye illusions. I mean, I love the follow-up to all of that. And, uh, you know, and it like, just makes it, us care for the characters a little bit more, which means Marvel can make more money off of them. But, but, the, but the cool thing to me is those references don't take away like it you don't feel like it's over your head right yes you know one of the things that we you and i never really spoke about that i want to do an episode on is cobra kai right and cobra kai is a lot of fan service from the old days mm -hmm. but if you didn't see karate kid you can still invest in those characters oh yeah absolutely like you don't have to see every marvel movie to enjoy wandavision i agree it, with it that. certainly helps and it'll explain a lot, but it it's not a prerequisite. Like you can catch up, right? Um, and I think they do a, a neat job of, of that. Really, I know um, a lot of people that started watching WandaVision because we are so desperate for new content right now, and to have new good content. Uh, so I coworkers at the radio station, for instance, that had never watched. A Marvel movie at all? None of them. They just thought they were overhyped. They can't for, for be for ten good. years. They didn't watch one of those movies. 
No, I mean, I it's think like by accident, you'd see one of them. Right. Accidentally just tune in. Uh, but they just on assume an it's just another superhero movie. They like, OK, they're popular, big deal. But these people started watching WandaVision and now they want to go back and see these other Marvel movies because like, oh, wow, they really do put thought and effort into them. And I think Marvel captured a brand new fan base with this show. I hope so. I, I really do. And I, I I I don't I don't blame them a for stretching it out over nine weeks. Mm. Um, again, that was a complaint in the beginning, but it was more of a complaint from the standpoint of maybe it was just we were craving this stuff like impatience two weeks from Endgame. But think about it. There has not been a Marvel movie since right. Spider-Man mm. Far From Home. Yeah, it was over a year. We've been waiting for something new from Marvel where we were used to three or four somethings a year. Wanted to see those, see, hear that theme. Mm-hmm. Like just the, that opening, you know, logo. And I love that it was in black and white in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love that it was in purple at one point. I, g- genius. Um, the backstory of Agatha Harkness. I thought that was amazingly well told. Okay. I mean, they, they had a lot to try to build in a short amount of time to make us understand why she's powered, why she's a witch, where she came from. And that, that, you know, little sacrifice scene that they uh, show, you know, the witch hunt scene really did a great job establishing why she's the way she is. One scene was that effective. Yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing. And then the, 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 the flashbacks of, you know, the ghost of Christmas past, of Wanda and you're seeing stuff and some of the stuff you knew and I thought the best part was in the Avengers Tower because Mm -hmm. that's Civil War I've I've said for forever as epic as Endgame and Infinity War are they they are epic from a pure movie standpoint I think Civil War is the best movie of them all Okay, I've just I've loved everything about uh, Civil War in that Civil War is so natural the progression against mm. each other and so rooted in everything right and it's not as subtle as bad guy from space right you know? right now, or infinity, they're all pocketed right. yeah uh like infinity war i love uh i'm a huge thanos fan to finally see him in action on the right. big screen i love that movie but they are pocketed they they are all kind of segregated and then they come together at the end where civil war is a very naturally progressing uh show there so i I you would have hated me on the podcast when infinity war came out what's that well when infinity war came out it was on the heels of batman v superman okay oh yeah yeah and i thought the superman death at the end of batman v superman is the dumbest (laughs) like that that's just that's so stupid like yeah you didn't make me like him enough right never you never endeared him to me and now you're killing him and i'm supposed to mourn that 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 Mm. doesn't that doesn't make sense. And on the heels of what had happened in Infinity War, Black Panther had just come out. Mm-hmm. They, they made a billion dollars. And, you know, so many dear friends of mine saw this movie. And I, you know, my rule on Black Panther, and I've said this on the podcast before, the most any white person can rank uh, Black Panther is like a 9.8. <laughs> the only person that can give Black Panther a 10 is an african-american because in that movie t'challa is not african-american he's black mm-hmm. but he's african royalty right yeah. and many so often in our pop culture uh the black person is an african-american and thus has the history 
Sure. Luther okay. King, Malcolm mm-hmm. X, civil rights movement. You know, it, it just it goes through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you live that and that's part of your legacy, you can love T'Challa that much more than I can. I, I can't relate to that. Understand. Yeah. And so that's that's how I've always said you just made this sociological statement mm-hmm. and he gets blipped. And I went, you lost me there. And Spider-Man, they had a public legal gathering to get the rights to do that, God, to have that character. And they created a super young, really dumb superhero, <laughs> that version of Spider-Man, and he gets blipped. And I went, what? And I said on the podcast, I said, I, 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 I don't know how you're going to pay that off. I said, because the worst kept secret is that those two guys got anybody else. New contracts and everything. Yeah. Spider-Man and Black Panther in 2017. That mm. made no sense. But then the key point to Endgame that's so brilliant is it's two hours in before you see that. Mm-hmm. And you don't know about the five years. Like there's so much that Endgame to me overcomes Infinity. In my opinion, and Infinity War is a great movie. Mm-hmm. But that ending just bugged. But that, but that's a part of the story. And, and right or wrong, that's what Marvel's doing now. Is all of these, even the show WandaVision, these nine episodes are just a chapter. It's a and, chapter in a book, right? And so we, like you said, will she pay? Who will she answer to for for what happened? Hurting. Those I think too. that answer will come to us. Maybe it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Maybe it's somewhere else. But I think the next chapter of this story, we will find out. Yeah, I think as we kind of put a bow on this, um, I've looked at the Marvel Cinematic Universe as like what you said. You you put it perfectly. Chapters of a book. Mm -hmm. And chapter one is Iron Man. Chapter two, uh, you know, the, the Incredible Hulk. And it just it keeps going. But. Uh, I include the Netflix shows. I mm-hmm. include Runaways. I include the Inhumans, even though that show is awful. <laughs> um, the Agents of Shield are in that. Like, mm-hmm. and I love uh, CNET does this amazing Marvel timeline, okay, of where everything happens in terms of shows with versus movies. And when Marvel Television, you know, ended, and now uh, Marvel Studios is handling handling all television shows, WandaVision is a successful chapter in this epic Mm -hmm. book called the marvel cinematic universe correct yeah and it's gonna keep going and that's the thing is we're i don't know if it's gonna slow down anytime soon i don't know if superhero exhaustion if that bubble's gonna burst at some point but i I don't think so what i what i do wonder about the future honestly and they'll get the benefit of the doubt who are we kidding like the, the only thing that's gonna bring us back to theaters I'll be perfectly honest with you. The only thing that's going to bring me back to the theaters guaranteed is Spider-Man in Christmas, Christmas, 2021, because a, I want to see how that ends. Cause remember Mm -hmm. that post credit scene. I want to see how it ties into everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not anxious to see black, black widow. Okay. I think black widow was made at the wrong time. If you wanted to make a solo Scarlett Johansson movie, make it after civil war, not after Endgame. Well, I, I don't know all the uh, the contracts and all it's the legalese a, behind no, no, that I get one. Well, listen, like that's that my that's the example of um, Endgame was filmed before Captain Marvel, the movie. Right. And 
one of my nitpicky, this is very, very nitpicky, but one of my nitpicky criticisms of Endgame is the Tony Stark funeral scene. Your movie's already three hours and two minutes long. Give me a two-minute scene between Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. We talked about that on the on the last one, and I still think that's coming too, but I know you want you want everything in front of you right now. You have no patience, <laughs> Seth. Well, and and the, and but the argument was they didn't know when they filmed it. And all I'm saying is you got every CG thing in the world. You know, you can you can find a way to to to, to shoehorn that in, or you can um, just be patient, Seth. I mean, that's I fine. give I give um, tons of credit. This Max Shakeman put together a brilliant series. Yes, there's nothing like this. Correct. Yes, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing Marvel, but there's nothing like this. Like I. I don't know anything in the superhero world that has captivated like this. Star I mean, Wars, yes. Mandalorian, yes. Sure. But not, yeah. but not, but not superheroes. I don't know. I'm no. trying to. Not superheroes. Like if I had to relate it to another show, and this is a stretch, I know. Uh, especially just look at budget and the actors attached. Charmed. It's kind of like Charmed, where there's a mm. lot of magic stuff. There's some action here and there. There's some humor. But this is just to a brand new level. This is like times a hundred. But that's all I can think of. I can't. Are you think talking of Alyssa Milano charmed? Hmm. Is that Alyssa Milano charmed? Yeah, yeah, that one. I actually haven't seen the new one to be able to compare. But I have a great Alyssa Milano story. I have a great uh, crush on Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano at an All Star game. I got well. There's two. I got in trouble because of Alyssa Milano. But uh, but I, this I was this the first thing that happened. Um, the first time I ever wrote an article of any kind okay. was 2014 mm-hmm. at the 2008 all-star game at the old Yankee stadium. Alyssa Milano sees my credential and comes up to me and says, you're Seth Everett. I said, you're Alyssa Milano. And he, <laughs> she says, I read your stuff all the time. And I hadn't written anything. Huh. So I knew she was lying. <laughs> Did you get her number? No. But uh, yeah. the late, great Daryl Hamilton was at the park and he says, did she say she reads you? <laughs> and I said, did, where was Twitter then? Like, I... <laughs> if anybody wants to, to introduce me to Alyssa Milano, I'll uh, I'll thank you somehow. So, then, so earlier, earlier, and she didn't know this part, but earlier I got in trouble uh, with MLB. We would do this thing on our show uh you know the preview of the games of the night and we would preview like and there was a game between the dodgers and the a's and barry zito was facing brad penny Mm -hmm. and Alyssa milano had rumored to be dated both of them and i called it the Alyssa milano bowl (laughs) and i said dodgers a's tonight brad penny barry zito in the Alyssa milano bowl and the commissioner's office called me and said you can't do that (laughs) like you can't and That's I ridiculous. Like, I get it though. I get it though. I, I I won't tell any stories here right now, but WWE has uh scolded me a couple times for my podcast. So yes, oh, I for real? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell people about that podcast. You talked about it last time, but tell people about the podcast. So uh, I've been a part of wrestlingaudio.com uh and all of the different feeds of wrestling audio for 15 years, but for just over a year now, we've been uh very proud to be able to welcome WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley onto the show so myself Devon, and another co-host Lindsay host table talk uh live every wednesday you like the pre-recorded i like the live stuff <laughs> uh 
but we just, we have a great time and you know we always welcome some sort of pro wrestling guest and it's just lighthearted and goofy the uh the thing that i thought wrestling uh did super well when the pandemic hit was they figured out um how to make a tv show mm -hmm. instantly they were the first sport to say this is not shutting us down and look look at all these screens they call it the thunder dome but basically it's just a giant arena of screens of fans on it and it helps it, it helps a lot it works yeah we had we I did a sports business pro uh, panel and we had some people from wwe and i just had researched that and i was like mm -hmm. that's pretty forward thinking that's uh, yeah. pretty amazing all right uh mo lightning on twitter yes sir uh again wandavision i mean this is just like it's 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 a 9.5 i mean it's it's as high as as you can get it's not perfect nothing nothing really is um i think the only things i've given tens season one of uh jessica jones okay you're right all right go rewatch season one day jessica jones oh that's Do such a like, great season yeah oh my god um and i th i would say season one of daredevil okay okay i can see that uh wandavision that. is right up there with those um it's brilliant it's not flawless um i wish it started a little better a little faster just a little faster give me a little nugget to get me through the first three um either way you pay off the, the mystery very well but from a story standpoint my biggest complaint is wanda has to pay for her crime like she, she committed will. this she atrocity she kidnapped people relax relax your blood pressure is going to get up there seth she you need to... to she needs to we, we need to make some kind of an argument like <laughs> like like she needs to i i just need a line where somebody says you know we have to bring her in the wanda problem and somebody say yeah good luck trying that's maybe, all if you did that that's, maybe, that doesn't even cost you anything maybe we'll, we'll get that maybe we'll get see i'm going to give wandavision a 9.6 one because i want to be one better be, than you. you have to be better and than me two uh <laughs> i actually i love the pacing of it i don't need to be greedy with my nuggets like you do and i'm willing to, to sit back and relax kick my feet up and see where marvel takes us next Catherine Hahn, by the way uh, a recommendation um it's it's adult but it's brilliant She's in this show, a miniseries called Mrs. Fletcher. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Holy moly. She's brilliant. Okay. She's a, she's a recent divorcee who just becomes an empty nester. Her son goes to college mm -hmm. the first year. She has her house to herself for the first time in 20 years mm -hmm. and goes on an awakening. And everything with Catherine Hahn is so earnest. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I'll tell you one scene, one scene just to show you. And it's Catherine Hahn. So like, it's perfect. Um, her best friend is uh, having a problem with her husband. The, she found out that he went to get a happy ending massage. Mm. And what his defense is, she wouldn't sleep with me. I was done. I don't want to cheat on her. I don't want to have an affair. I just needed something in my life. And so he makes this passionate argument. Catherine Hahn looks at him and so earnest just goes, so tell me what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> she wants the logistics. Like, yeah. She just wanted, <laughs> and I went right on. That's brilliant. Catherine Hahn is so brilliant. Um, and in this, she is amazing. And I loved, and I killed Sparky too. <laughs> Love 
they they've set the bar this show set the bar and i'm not worried about falcon and winter soldier but we know we got ms marvel coming out and we got she hulk i mean these oh, actors and actresses show. need to step up and ruffalo is in she hulk which i think yep. is necessary mm-hmm. um what about the idea that she gets um penalized like she gets turned into agnes but then they get rid of westview yeah i was kind of curious about that too what happens to to agatha yeah, I, I wonder, like, did she just disappear into the ether, so to speak? Or is she still supposed to be around? Is she a part, like, locked in Wanda's mind somewhere? Yeah, I, all this, that that was weird. And then the very, very end, like, she's in two places at once. She's studying how to bring the kids back. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Like, again, that's all great. If she's in hiding, put her in hiding. That's perfect. Well, if she's in hiding, maybe she just wanted solitude more than And was that Alkali Lake where Logan? (laughs) I saw somewhere that there is a uh, an all powerful character that lives in the mountain. Like, and I can't remember the name of it offhand, but somebody believes it's an actual place from Doctor Strange comics and that evil spirit will be taking control of her here soon. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but Another and her theory. real costume, her real Scarlet Witch costume. Oh, stunning. Like perfect. Meow. Yes. Perfect. But just perfect. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just comic enough. It's not hokey in any way. She's yeah. totally the Scarlet Witch. Like that was brilliant. I agree. I love brilliant. it. Although the white vision looked a little off to me. Like vision looked all comfortable in his normal colors, but then in white, he looked like he always had like poop. Yeah, that was and that's a great scene. That's a great Oh, I love that. Them when they uh, talk to each other, that was really cool. And you know, we never we should end on this. Um, It's great writing. It's just it's just brilliant writing when they talk about grief Mm -hmm. at the very end, and he says that grief is just love persevering. And what Matt Shakeman said, but what I truly believe is, I really think that that is a wonderful thing for america to hear after you lost over half a million people to COVID, yeah no you're absolutely right it's just love persevering and just uh, brilliant and it's for for a character named the vision says it (laughs) and i i'm sorry it's as good as anything that's written oh it's an amazing line and if nothing else wandavision will be remembered for that line yeah it was it was beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that it was a mystery. I love that it kept you guessing. There's so much there. Um, great, great show. Great show. Don't forget next week, Superman, Tyler Hecklin coming into the Hall of Justice. And then right after that, the week after, we are going to review gulp, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I'm not tired. I don't know when it's available on HBO max. I feel like, okay, get your notes. Like, and thank God it's not in a theater. Four hours. No way. No. Yeah. I would be curious to see how well it would do though at a theater. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm anxious to see it. I, I want to see what changes they made. I want to see what oh, yeah. it is. I'm very curious to see where it goes. I just, it's four hours. And I loved the rumor that it was going to be split into six episodes. Right, yeah. I was all for that. That I could do. Four hours all at once. Could you watch WandaVision all in one day? 
think I probably could. But with the ability to pause and right, go to the bathroom pause. between. Right. Well, that's like Watchmen. I hated Watchmen in the theater. I loved Watchmen, the ultimate cut, mm. at my house. At my house, big difference. You can pause. I'm sorry. That that That's part of the theater experience, you know, just being able to um, stop it and start it. Right, yeah. All right, Mo. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. That's the great Mo Lightning. My name is Seth Everett. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. The Hall of Justice rolls on. Superman next week. We'll see you.